Welcome to Data Brunch with ICPSR. If you love data, this is going to be food for thought. I'm Dory. And I'm Anna. We are recording these episodes live from our remote offices. Please excuse cameos from canine colleagues, kids in class, and other unexpected moments. So in this episode, we will talk about our excitement around Love Data Week, and we'll have a great interview with ICPSR's own Shane Redman. Um, We have a new publication on immigration using ICPSR data, and of course, we will tell you about new data and more. We had a great week hosting Love Data Week so far. This year, we are honored to be the official new home of Love Data Week. Thank you to Heather Coates for her incredible leadership over the past several years and to all of the committee members and volunteers who helped turn this into an international event. This year, Love Data Week is based loosely on the theme, Data, Delivering a Better Future. The hashtag is hashtag LoveData21. So go check that out on Twitter and your social media platforms of choice. There's been some really fun stuff going on so far. If you have questions about Love Data Week or what's coming up next year, please drop us a line at lovedataweek at umich.edu. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you've joined us at Love Data Week so far. It has been an absolute blast. And next up, we have a new publication featuring ICPSR data, Um, And it's quite cool. We always love hearing about how people are using ICPSR data for publications. Um, So here's a new one. This is a new paper titled, Does Information Change Attitudes Towards Immigrants? It's authored by Alexis Grigoriev, Christopher Roth, and Diego Ubfall. And the paper is published in the journal Demography, which is part of the Duke University Press. And the takeaway from this publication is that correcting misperceptions leads to more positive views of immigration. Um, The authors use data from the Transatlantic Trends Survey, which is housed at ICPSR. And there are other findings also based on these data. All of that is available in the ICPSR Bibliography of Data-Related Literature. If you want to get a link to this paper or to the others that use that Transatlantic Trends Survey, please visit us there. And of course, if you're publishing with ICPSR data, please do let us know so that we can help you spread the word. Cool. So some of the new data that is coming into ICPSR, um, and this is just some of our new data. There's lots of new data that we don't have time to tell you about everything, um, but these are just a few of the new studies that are coming in. So first is Estimating the financial costs of victimization in the United States from 2017 to 2018. And one objective in this study was to keep the focus squarely on the victims and to consider what information is needed to best support them. Another study is the Survey of Household Economics and Decision Making, also known as SHED. And this was 2020, and it's the Supplemental Survey for the United States. And in this one, um, so since 2013, the Federal Reserve Board has conducted the Survey of Household Economics and Decision-Making, so that's SHED, um, which measures the economic well-being of U.S. households and identifies potential risks to those households' finances. Um, So this is the 2020 supplemental survey for that. 
Um, and then last on our list is the research on offender decision-making and desistance from crime, a multi-theory assessment of offender cognition change. So some variables here include an offender's self-report um, of several things, including personal perception on the costs and benefits of crime, the costs and benefits of attempting to stay crime-free, um, attitudes, impulsive traits, and emotions. And we should say there's also a lot of updated data, um, including the National Crime Victimization Survey and a registered nurse survey. And as you know, you can find all of this data on our website, and we'll link to these studies um, in the show notes as well, so you can find them quickly. And now, an interview with Shane Redman, a Senior Data Project Manager at ICPSR. Shane is going to talk to us about uh, how ICPSR moved data from another part of the uh, Institute for Social Research to the ICPSR building, where it now resides in ICPSR's physical data enclave. So Shane, welcome. Hi, Dory. Thank you. Okay, so for, I just wanted to note uh, that you are our first official guest on Data Brunch. So thank you so much for being a pioneer. Yay, it's exciting. <laughs> okay, so um, to the uh, French and German data, can you tell me uh, what makes this a great story? Yeah, so I think for me, um, the story of these French and German data um, is great because it kind of started shortly after I started working at ICPSR, which was in 2018. Um, and so it was kind of one of the first bigger projects that I worked on and kind of took the lead on. Um, so it was personally exciting for me and it's kind of continued over the past several years to um, evolve and grow even and um, you know, with switching to working remotely and closing down for a while, the building, um, we've kind of always had to think of, okay, how does this impact the physical enclave and these data that we make available or that we make access available to researchers? Um, so it's just kind of um, always present and something that's been with me from the start. Um, and it's kind of fun to work with um, our German and French counterparts. Okay, so could you talk about more what the enclave looks like? Sure. Um, so the enclave, the actual enclave is just kind of, it's a smallish room um, in our basement and there's just um, kind of different workstations. They're separated by dividers, little cubicle um, type workstations. Um, and there are six computers. There's a monitor station. So some of the data when people are working with it, um, there has to be actual staff in the room with them. Um, and then we actually, when we first got the access points to the German data. Um, our director um, kind of wanted to make the enclave look a little bit nicer, a little more cheery to work in there because it was it's pretty dark. There's no windows. It's in our basement. Um, so we actually had a mural um, done on the walls in the enclave. So it's really pretty now. There's a beach scene um, and a nature scene on the walls. So it's um, a little bit nicer to work in there now than it once was. Thank you. And I'm glad you brought up the mural. I was hoping that you would. So if one is uh, tucked away in the ICPSR enclave, uh, you know, what do they do with their uh, gadgets and maybe tell us more about, you know, where do they eat? How do most people get there? 
Yeah, sure. So um, because it is kind of a restricted environment, so the users are not able to take in any electronics with them, no phones, no laptops. Um, so we have lockers outside of the enclave. And so I or the other staff member who who gets these users set up in the enclave, they um, lock everything away in a locker. And then um, there's a phone right outside of the enclave. So then if they have to leave for any reason, if they have to go, um, they can leave for lunch or whatever it happens to be whenever they're done for the day, they call our office. Um, and then we have to come down and we unlock the locker for them to get so they can get their stuff and they can go have lunch. They can come back, of course. Um, but this is all scheduled in advance. Um, so, yeah, they can go to campus, restaurants and things like that. But there's no food allowed in the enclave, so they do have to leave for that. Thank you so much. What would you say is the best place to eat nearby? Hmm. One of my favorite places near our building is Babadari. Um, they have great falafel, which I love. I second that. <laughs> They're really good. Yep. Shane, you mentioned that uh, this is the only or one of a couple of locations in the United States that provide access to the German data and the only one for the French data. So can you talk about the risk in not having this at ICPSR and uh, what happens if we didn't have it? Yeah, so that's right. Um, I think we are one of maybe five or six locations in the U.S. for the German data that have these access points. And then as far as I know, we are still the only location for the French data in the U.S. Um, and so we saw what happened when these weren't available when um, back in March, when the university went to working remotely, we had to shut the enclave down um, for safety reasons um, because of the pandemic. And so it really affects the research being done um, by researchers. A lot of graduate students were working with these data. And so that kind of pushed back their timeline for um, when they could get their thesis or dissertation completed um, because they didn't have access to these. And the other locations had shut down in the U.S. as well. Um, so we had people coming, you know, from all over Michigan at ver from various universities to use these data, um, but as well as some people from Chicago and some other locations kind of in the Midwest area. Um, so not having access to these data really put research, it kind of came to a halt for a lot of researchers. Um, and fortunately, we were able to um, open back up. So there was only a few months where it had to be paused, um, but it was really, it's having it unavailable at ICPSR kind of hinders the research process for a lot of people working in this area. Thank you. So people listening are now probably wondering, what exactly are these data? Can you talk about uh, more about the data themselves? Yep. So the data that we um, make available or provide access to for, they're similar from for both countries, for both Germany and for France. Um, so they are mostly employment data and economic data from those countries. So the data that we have from Germany are from the German Research Data Center. Um, and that's a part of the German Federal Employment Agency. And then the French data is from the French Research Data Center. Um, and so, like I said, the kind of topics of the data are mostly economic and employment data for those countries. And so most of our um, researchers using or gaining access to these data are um, from economics departments for the most part. Thank you so much. This was really informative. Um, going forward, how can listeners find out more about this or contact you? 
Yep. So um, there are a couple ways to find out more information um, for if you're interested in the types of data that these agencies um, make available that we provide access to, you can go directly to their website. So it's the German IAB or FDZ. Um, they have their own website. The French has their own website as well. That's called CASD, C-A-S-D. Um, and we also list some of the studies, although not all of them, in our catalog on our website at ICPSR. Um, if you have any more specific questions than what's listed on our website, um, of course, you can always email icpsr-help at umich.edu. That's our general user support um, email, and, and that staff, user support staff can help assist you there, or they can transfer you to somebody um, like myself or somebody else who is um, more knowledgeable about the, the physical enclave data. Thank you so much, Shane, and thanks for joining us. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll be sure to add uh, the resources that you, Lynn, you mentioned in our episode notes. And thank you again. Great. Thanks for having me. Okay, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Shane, for joining us. Um, and just a note, we have a few upcoming events. So a quick reminder, the ICPSR Summer Program in Quantitative Methods um, our registration opens on February 15th. The summer program is almost here. I can't believe it. The short workshops are going to start in May, and the first four-week session will start June 21st, 2021. And just so you know, the, uh, the summer program scholarship applications are due on March 29th. So come to icpsr.umich.edu um, to find more information about those scholarships and to get your applications in. Um, and we do also want to let you know that on April 1st, yes, April 1st, we will have a webinar called Open ICPSR, and that's going to be about ICPSR's self-publishing repository. Um, and that webinar is free and open to the public, so please feel free to share that widely. And you can find this and all other registration info at icpsr.umich.edu. Okay, thank you, Anna. And that brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. For links to data and everything else we talked about today, visit our show notes at icpsr.umich.edu. Coming up in the next episode, we'll talk about highlights from Love Data Week and more. Thank you, as always, to the ICPSR membership. This podcast would not be possible without the ICPSR members. You can get in touch with us by visiting our website, icpsr.umich.edu, or emailing us at icpsr-podcast.umich.edu. And I just wanted to note that UMich is for University of Michigan. I'm Anna. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Can you please be Anna for a while? We, I would we, really we, like it if you were Anna instead. We need to, okay, we got a blooper reel here. <laughs> I'm Anna. And I'm Dory. And thanks for joining us at ICPSR's Data Brunch.